And we're back to Lobby Concessionals, uh, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Uh, I'm Parker, and that's Brendan. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you guys are liking what we're putting out, please feel free to like and subscribe. Follow us along. We're putting out more stuff twice a week, assuming we don't totally burn out. Um, <laughs> not that that's impossible. Um, today, we want to talk about about some trailers. Brandon, what are your opinions on trailers? You like trailers? That's a that's a broad that's a broad opening. Uh, I do. I quite enjoy trailers. Uh, I I try not to miss them in the theater. That's my favorite part of the movie sometimes, uh, especially when That's you're... unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the movie, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I love them to death. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I am probably in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the hell out of trailers. Uh, my buddy actually makes fun of me because my he says my YouTube al- algorithm is scuffed uh, <laughs> because it's just movie trailers. Um, so uh, maybe Google sometime you could hook me up with a YouTube album <laughs> algorithm that has nothing to do with my viewing habits, and that would be great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So basically what I want to talk about is um, uh, trailers, like how they're made, um, how they were made, sort of looking a little bit at the history of it maybe, um, but, but really take a look at bad trailers, good trailers, what makes a trailer good. Um, the art of the trailer is probably the best way of putting it. Nice. Uh, that's the uh, the stuck up way. Of, uh, <laughs> that, that'll be the title, though. You know, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll yeah. Look good. Um, we were due for a uh, for a hoity toity pretentious episode. I oh, it can't be that pretentious. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not nearly knowledgeable enough for this to be pretentious. <laughs> we'll try, but I can try. I can try. <laughs> um, so uh, just to. Put it out there. I, I have you might know about this, so maybe I, I'm setting myself up wrong here. But Brendan, what do you know about how trailers are made, or, or how do you think trailers are made? Uh, trailers, I believe, are sent out from the studio to a design firm, and they uh, they work with. I, I don't know about work with. Work with is a loose term, but they they go through it, and uh, depending on whether how how finished the film is, they put together a trailer, thinking depending on what they feel is the best way to advertise that trailer. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Um, uh, so I actually, I did a little bit of looking. I, I saw a um, uh, a video produced, I believe, by Business Insider, which is a little strange. Oh. Um, but it was, uh, they interviewed um, the head of Trailer Park, uh, which is a uh, company that produces trailers. In Very LA. cool. Um and so they have just to get give an idea of yeah, their yeah. their the process. No, no, of their uh, their their work. Oh, their uh, work. Just so you know that <laughs> this isn't just some random dude that yeah, they yeah, went yeah. up to on the street. <laughs> you know, um, these guys are responsible for the trailers for Knives Out, Dunkirk, uh, Incredibles Two, Baby Driver, Suicide Squad. Not the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh, so they're responsible for $500 million of that movie. Uh, correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah, Suicide Squad 2016, the David Ayer film. Um, they're responsible for Mad Max Fury Road, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and I believe it was Stranger Things uh, season two and three. I didn't actually see one for season one, but they could have been responsible oh, the whole so way. So they along. do good work. Uh, extremely good work. Yeah. And like a variety. So something for that sure. really surprised me here is that they have done a number, like work with a number of people that are known. Uh, and infamous for being incredibly secretive. Yeah. Um, so they've got Nolan films in here, and sure. he's crazy about his. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, it's Dunkirk, which you can't really spoil a historical event. True. Exactly. True. You know. Yeah. Um, but but still, he is usually crazy secretive about yeah. how this stuff works. 
Um, and then we've got Marvel stuff. Uh, so that he did the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, or sorry, one, they did one and two. One and two, yeah. Um, but uh, they also have done more recent stuff like Eternals. Um, they did the trailers for that, uh, as well as uh, they didn't touch Spider-Man, I don't think. Did they do Ragnarok? Um, I didn't actually see. Uh, I didn't look that up specifically. But either way, Guardians really uh, struck me. First of all, because that's a great trailer. The first that, trailer. It's one of the top tier ones. Oh, that's yeah. why I asked about Ragnarok, because I believe... it. We'll get to it, but those two were probably tippity-top yeah, in terms yeah. of trailers. Um, well, and I find like Guardians really sticks out because, at least with Thor, we knew the character. We were familiar yeah. with who it was. With Guardians, we didn't. And this trailer had to serve as our first introduction to these characters. Yeah. And that lineup, um, uh, where they kind of go through yeah, all yeah, five yeah. of them, you get a little bit of... Uh, detail, <laughs> yeah. but like the jokes are flying. That it's peak James Gunn. It's uh, it, it fits the tone of the movie perfectly. Yeah. On top of that, the the movie or the music choices there are perfect as well. It yeah. really. Uh, yeah, and we'll shows. talk about that later. I want to touch upon specifically that trailer and the music. Oh, okay, perfect for perfect, sure. Perfect. Um. Anyway, so they're contracted out. Most trailers are. Yeah. Um, there is some situations where they're actually made by studios still, but uh, but I couldn't find anything notable. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in ninety percent of cases. Um, uh, apparently a trailer project can take anywhere between two weeks and two years, two years. Yeah. So I guess that in some cases they can be brought in basically very, very early on in like, um, when early, uh, production is being done. Sure. And so I guess uh, effectively it's like someone comes up with a good idea on set and says, okay. And they start sending some of those, um, those dailies straight to, uh, a trailer, a trailer studio, yeah, um, and basically saying, okay, we want you to start doing this. And obviously, they're not going to be actively working on it for two years. But yeah. like the fact that that sort of uh, production happens is insane. I wonder if that's the birth of the teaser. Oh, it, it very well could be. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in some cases, there's six companies working on a single trailer. Um, that's and I, confusing. It's massive. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it, I think it's uh, because various people for sound have got involved or various uh, post-production companies because gotcha, gotcha, again gotcha. in a lot of cases it's dailies um so i was thinking of the uh uh there was a lot of um mentioning of in spider-man no way home uh multiple uh shots in that trailer actually change uh between the trailers so the very first trailer comes out there's a scene with dr strange where he's like moving uh the trains he's, like, yeah, yeah 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 splitting the trains out around him and spidey yeah and um uh, and there's an early trailer that has that in a different setting than a later trailer does. That's weird. Um, and it's because post-production wasn't done yet. Yeah. Um, so they got sent it. They said, put out the trailer. Um, anyway, in a lot of cases, they're being told things they can and can't show. Like okay. there's very specific things. Um, I guess for the some of the, the crazier guys, like the Marvel guys... Um, they have literal cameras set up in these in these studios, and they're like they're not allowed to have internet access on their workstation while wow. working on that footage. <laughs> it's crazy. They lock it right down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all that makes sense to me. Um, the big thing I want to touch on is studio does get final sign off, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I I was curious to see when bad trailers are made. Is this the fault of that production company or like? Did the studio have an opportunity to be yeah, like, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold <laughs> on? Um, and, and they did. Uh, and the other interesting thing I found out is that uh, there's awards for movie trailers. Yes. Um, it's called the Golden Trailer, I believe. Yeah. Um, and what really shocked me. Okay. So, Oscars has what? Uh, I think it's 24 
award categories? And the trailers isn't one of them. Uh, no, well, that, that too. Yeah, yeah. But so the golden trailers. Give me a quick guess, a number uh, of how many award categories you think the golden trailers has. Why is there? Why is there more than one category? Okay, so, so, so some of them are, are genres, which makes sense to me. Sure. You know, you're going to cut a horror movie trailer different than you would cut a, okay. a romantic comedy, right? So uh, let's do, if if we're thinking maybe, okay, that's this is silly math. But let's I'll say like six genres and let's say f- five categories in each genre. So let's say 30. 30. Um, <laughs> they have over 120. <laughs> 120 award categories for the Golden Trailer. Which is the peak, you know? Like I'm sure there's awards uh, for movies that have a lot, a lot of the categories. You know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. But not like the tippity top. You know, the Oscars are like, we're gonna keep it at like 25. You know, um, 120. 120. So for such categories as summer blockbuster, video game, uh, various genres, so oh, like romantic gotcha. comedy and uh, and like normal comedy and action and. Uh, like I don't even I don't superheroes in there, but I think they have fantasy, they have horror, um, uh, they have awards for billboards, uh, for best interactive ads or innovative ads. Oh, um, so, so it's like an all-encompassing it's, thing. It's an advertising thing, which really surprised me yeah. because, like, as much as posters are a part of it, I kind of assumed it would be viewed separately in the industry. But these guys are like, no, it's all here. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, best voiceovers as well. Um, and, oh, best audio only ads. There's a whole bunch of these. And That's half super of them weird. are like televised. So, like, they actually show this somewhere. I have no idea, <laughs> you know, like where I'd want to go if I want to watch it. But either way, there is also sort of like a, a best picture equivalent. There is like a best overall trailer for the year. You'd hope. Well, Out of 120 yeah, they, categories, you <laughs> hope there's a best of, of anything. <laughs> oh, and they have an international section as well. Oh. Which is, it's crazy. Like, it's, oh, man, it was super cool to find out. Um, anyway, so what I also found interesting is, is that because it's a marketing thing, they look at quadrants of people that they're trying to target. And so they have four quadrants. Oh, yeah, these um, are silly. I saw these. And, like, it's just surprising how broad it is. Yeah. Me. So we have, it's divided by gender. And by age. So, male over 25, male under 25, female over 25, female under 25. That's it. And it's shocking to me (laughs) that I am being uh, catered to in the same way that my dad is being catered to. Or uh, the same way that my grandfather is being catered to. You you couldn't split that up by an extra, you know, two decades? Yeah. Just split them up. (laughs) Yeah, like, and I get it. They want it to be general, but like, wow. Anyway. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in a lot of cases, it is up to these companies. There is, um, uh, and you can see it when thing trailers are released, but there is trailer trends, for instance. Um, so there's certain things uh, I was going to talk about a little bit later in terms of a good, really good trailer, but uh, that teaser for the social network, um, oh, with the haunting I had that, cover uh, of Creep. I had a, I had social network in the back pocket as well. Oh yeah, it's an, what an amazing, what an trailer. amazing trailer, and it really sets up that film. And again, it's a teaser. It's not supposed to show actual footage. It's yeah, just yeah. supposed to give you an idea of what the film is going to be. Um, but it is haunting, and that and that sticks with you. But because of that trailer, there was like three or four years <laughs> after that where we had these like uh, shitty operatic covers <laughs> of pop songs that were. Uh, oh, the way slowed yeah, down absolutely. and haunting and used as in trailers constantly. <laughs> um, 
uh, which was a nightmare. So thank you, uh, trailer companies, for that. Um, anyway, that's kind of a quick overview of concepts. Probably not that quick. I think I talked for a while. No, that's, that's cool. I like, <laughs> I like learning. Um, so what I was also curious in is that, yeah, I look back at some older trailers. And so you had actually mentioned this to me. Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original trailer, Raiders came out in 1980, 81 maybe? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Anyway, um, so not that long ago. I would have expected that not much have changed. Wow. A <laughs> lot has changed. For sure. Um, just for those who don't know, you should probably pause this video or pause this uh, podcast and um, and go and check it out right now because it's kind of shocking <laughs> just how bad a job they do promoting an incredible film. Um <laughs> I think the biggest thing to me is they spend, I think it's a two and a half minute or so yeah. trailer, and they spend a solid minute, probably a minute and a half, discussing what the arc is, <laughs> which is amazing when you look at Marvel movies that use a MacGuffin and like random shit in every single movie, and they don't bother explaining it at all, <laughs> even in the movie, you know? Like, yeah. They're like, Infinity Stones, deal with it. And that's it. Like, that's all you get. It's like, oh, what can it do? fucking whatever we want i guess you know like they're just they clearly make it up as they go along it's, it's and all, they get away with it it's almost entertaining how uh, how upset you are by it <laughs> it's amazing like again how could a movie be that successful <laughs> given the fact that the advertising was that bad yeah i mean we were talking about the evolution of it at all uh and i, I you know if you want to take raiders we have to, i think we have to kind of go back and do jaws Okay. Which is the considered the first blockbuster. Sure. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, and so I think uh, I had read or I did a little digging and the Jaws campaign, the advertising campaign had never been done before. So number one, the, the theater rollout for it was massive. Oh, okay. It was the first ever massive rollout, which means... Like of a film? Of or a of film. The, okay. So usually it would, it'd be a slow rollout and, and they were explaining it as the big cities would get it first. And then it, as the weeks went along, the smaller cities would trickle out and you would get the, those movies. Oh, and weird. Jaws, for the, Jaws was the first time where it opened up everywhere at once. Oh, okay. Which okay. is the most screens possible. So they had their trailer play on TV. Okay. Uh, and it's still, I think it's one of the best trailers ever made still. Uh, but it, it, it's just, the, it's the, it's underwater and it just has the music, the John Williams score and it yeah. has the, the voiceover, obviously. Yeah, sure. Uh, and explains, it explains the shark. It doesn't say shark explicitly, but it explains what the monster is. Oh, okay. So it's okay. still, there's still a little bit of hand-holding uh, in through yeah, the whole process. Sure. Uh, but, uh, so it's like, and then it becomes like very, very quick cuts. Of, of different things, which is, I think, your issue with the Raiders stuff. Oh, is yeah. It, it's just massive cuts. Uh, really, really quick snippets of, of him punching things, shooting things, running away from things. Yeah. All while the voiceover is explaining the arc, and you're very confused about it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, like, with Raiders, too, having seen the movie multiple times, it's very clear. Like, they straight up say, people will do anything to protect the arc. And then they show scenes that have nothing to do with the art you know and obviously when you're getting advertised to you don't know that yeah but it is a little weird that like there's lots of movies now or lots of trailers that sort of imply something they imply that this happens later in the film yeah than, uh then it looks or you know they, they're trying to get you to assume something but very explicitly in the raiders trailer they're like these guys are protecting the arc and they're <laughs> not like that was not yeah and, and i wonder how much of it has to do with uh, you talked about earlier about trailers following trends. Sure. Uh, so again, after Jaws, I think one of the best trailers I, I've ever seen is the original Alien trailer. Okay. Uh, which again is is just 
it's so good that Ridley Scott basically copies himself twice more, <laughs> two more times after, thirty years later. Oh wow! Yeah, and and like it, so, it's like it's really quick cuts, uh, and it's just people running. You never see the monster, and it's not explained. It's just really loud noises. Everybody's sweating. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's running. And then at the end of it, it just has like the words alien show up, which is one of the greatest things ever. Uh, So I wonder, you know, if 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 people are starting to take trends then and I was like, okay, so this this can be different. It doesn't have we don't have to just send this out to a random thing that is going to make a cookie cutter trailer. Sure. With, you know, big Texas says thrills and chills. Yeah. yeah, Come to the theater. (laughs) Uh, So I wonder if the if if the early days of the, the blockbuster was experimental in that sense. Yeah, I could see it for sure. Um, it, it, like that, that would make sense. You were mentioning to me that there used to sort of be one company in charge of yeah. trailers back in the day. <laughs> like, is yeah. this part of the reason as well? Uh, yeah. So, so how you, trailers used to be, uh, I think it was like 1913. The okay. first trailer was for Broadway shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes so sense. they would. So down the street would be the stage theater, and then you'd have the regular theater, and they would they would advertise the Broadway showing down the street. But they would do it at the oh. end of the movie, hence the name trailers. It would be right. At the end sure. of the movie. Uh, uh, I think by the time you get to something like Casablanca, uh, one company used to do the trailers. And it was the NSS, the National Screen Service. Okay. And they they would get sent all of the movies. And they, that's why all the all trailers from the 30s and the 40s look exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Same dude, voiceover. Same over. dude, same yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same text. Uh, and it has the same format. So they used to do all that stuff until just about Hitchcock and Kubrick. Oh, wow. And they would do their own stuff. So, like, if you watch the trailer for Psycho, it's pretty insane. It, like, it's pretty unique even for now. Mm, and it's, sure. it's him standing in an empty parking lot of the hotel explaining what the hotel is. Then he walks across the screen and then he sh- that the house is there. And he's explaining the house and he's not giving anything away because much like Nolan Hitchcock was completely super secretive about his movies. Sure. So he'd explain. Then he'd... Then he walked you through the house and all the murders in the house. And that was the trailer. What? <laughs> for, for Psycho. And they, so it didn't show the actors. It just showed his It was talk. just him walking through the hotel in the house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. And then Kubrick comes out and he comes out with Dr. Strangelove. And if you've never seen the Dr. Strangelove trailer, uh, it's insane. I have not. It's just flashing lights of things yelling at you. And oh. it's just words. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good no it's campaign it, at all you know like and it's funny because it's kubrick but it's the it's, it almost feels like the scene of like uh, in clockwork orange where they're sat down with the eyes pried open <laughs> and things are just shooting into your face it's that oh wow and that's the trailer uh but i believe like but i think that by then i don't know like we we had a discussion before this about you know which directors cut their own trailers the answer is none now that we've kind of done a little wow. bit of research but Kubrick and, and Hitchcock were guys that did. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the evolution of, of the, the NSS and then I think the NSS basically does trailers till the 80s. But I believe the stuff with Jaws and the, the, the advent of the, the blockbuster really changes the evolution of the trailer. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, and I'm sure in the case of Jaws, it, like it, the NSS, I assume, wouldn't have had as much total control and sure you know yeah. like the, the director or creative was able to come in and say no no no, i want to do it this yeah, way. yeah 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 which is super cool um 
so the other thing I kind of learned, or I, I, I based on what I looked at, people didn't really care about trailers. No. You know, I think that's part of the, the thing too, is that trailers have become a big deal. Um, and so I think, I think part of the reason old, older trailers used to suck or they used to be a little more confusing um, <laughs> is that no one cared. You know, really, at the end of the day, it yeah. was something that you did in order to get the name of the movie out there. But it was like just a, uh, a box to check. It yeah. wasn't really like a, we have to invest time and money yeah. and effort into this. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, I felt like the trailers were uh, an extra 15-minute cushion to get to your seat. Yeah. Oh, Totally. Um, speaking of actually, do you remember, um, like, do you have a, a trailer memory from, uh, uh, from you as a kid? Like, is there something that really stuck out to you that, um, uh, it excited you? Uh, I, maybe not, which is weird for me because usually I have a memory for anything for a lot of things, <laughs> but trailers, I don't. My, my first real big trailer moment is Phantom Menace. Ah, yeah. So I'm not as young. But I've never, I, to this day, I don't know that I've had a, there was bigger fanfare for a trailer. And I mean, you can argue that people wait for end games and Infinity Wars sure. and things of that nature. But man, uh, Phantom Menace coming down the pipe, uh, show showing up on Entertainment Tonight uh, was a huge deal. So, sorry. A massive deal. So they showed it for the first time on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, not even in theaters. So like you, it was like a Monday or Tuesday night or something like that. And it was like the world premiere of a trailer, which again... I don't think had ever happened before. Oh, I can't imagine. It I, yeah. And they played it like three times back to back. They're just like, all right, here it is again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's, we're just going to eat up 10 minutes of uh, 10 minutes of segment. And so like from a commercial break, then it was like, here's the debut of Phantom Menace. Yeah. And then they play it three times. And I was like, I guess we're going to commercial now. <laughs> so wow. I remember, I remember, you know, running home that day, popping in a tape, setting up the VCR and then watching it the three times. And then probably watching it like a hundred more times. You recorded it immediately, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and wow. and and again, whatever you want to say about that movie, and and I watched it again, getting ready for this episode, and uh, I, I we talked about uh, franchise burnout at one point. Sure, yeah, in yeah, Star Wars. That trailer gave me goosebumps. Still, yeah, still, uh, and I yeah. and like the music goes and stuff like that, and I was like, Is it ah, Duel of the Fates? They got Duel of the Fates in there, or it, it, not really? Oh. Wow. <laughs> Not really, but like it, uh, Phantom Menace again. I mean, you know, I love that original trilogy. It is the best of the Star Wars stuff. Sure, don't get absolutely. me wrong. And again, say what you want about the 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 prequels, but I have I have so much nostalgia wrapped up in Phantom Menace specifically. Mm. Uh, in terms of what happens, the the merch, the the tickets, the, the lining up for seats, the trailer. Yeah. So all of my a lot of my Star Wars stuff is wrapped up in Phantom Menace. So watching that trailer again, I was, I was like, oh shit, I do love Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, absolutely yeah. love Star yeah. Wars. And uh, maybe that you know that's a sign of a good trailer. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um. I, I'll, so I'll be honest. I definitely asked that trailer that question just because I wanted to tell you my uh, <laughs> yeah. story. But I'm glad we got to hear the. I'm sorry I got uh, in the way of your story. Yeah, yeah, man, you've been talking for a while. <laughs> uh, but um, oh, so my first experience that I remember of uh, a trailer, and so this is where it becomes clear that. Well, actually, no, it really doesn't. These movies came out around the same time. I was going to say, it becomes clear that you and I are different ages. But <laughs> no, they're actually like a year apart. My first trailer I remember um, being excited about or watching was for Spider-Man 2. Uh, so that would have been <laughs> 2003, 2004, I think. Uh, I think it's 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I remember it specifically, first of all, because I was stoked about Spider-Man 
obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I was excited for that trailer. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. You know, what's going on with Peter? Um, uh, but I think the thing that really makes it stick with me uh, is there is that um, Aunt May has some voiceover. And she's like, I believe there's a hero <laughs> in all of us. And so that sticks with me because at the time I had dial-up internet and I was trying to download this trailer just so I could watch it all the way through. And that launches the trailer. And for whatever reason... It took three days to download that trailer. Effectively. So I basically sat on the computer for like an hour and a half trying to download this trailer, trying to get it to buffer and stuff. And I listened to that first 15 seconds with that Aunt May voiceover probably a hundred times. So that's just forever stuck in my brain. Um, but somehow that didn't ruin that movie for me. Like oh, that's, that's still the best of the Raimi trilogy, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's not even close. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, well, Spider Man One's pretty good. But like, you know, <laughs> so you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack because okay. I okay. I it just did. realized I do have a trailer. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this will age me. This will set us. Up. This okay. set okay. the age okay. It's the first Ninja Turtles movie mm. from 1990. Okay. And uh, I was such a, a big Ninja Turtles head at the time, but it was just cartoons. Uh, okay. It was just the cartoons. It was the comic books. So everything was drawn or animated. And I remember seeing that trailer for the first time and like a, a, a real turtle. Yeah. For, sorry. For the live action. For the first live action. Okay, so like yeah. a real fucking turtle pops up on the screen. And I was probably seven, but I should have been wearing a diaper because like I just pooped. All of my <laughs> all of my insides came out of me. I, <laughs> I hadn't. I just. I would. It was something I didn't think I'd, it, it would ever like shouldn't exist. Sure. And then, you know, and they're moving so well. They're, it's not like they're not robots. Like, they're moving like people. They're doing backflips. They're on yeah. skateboards. And I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't exist. And, uh, yeah, that I, I, that trailer, I remember now. I oh, remember yeah. being absolutely destroyed by it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so we talked, we've talked a little bit, peppered it through here already about, about good trailers. Sure. I want to kind of flip the script a bit and talk about like clearly trailers about an impact. The fact that you and I both have individual specific memories sure, yeah, of yeah, yeah. specific things from trailers yeah, yeah. that have stuck with us. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about bad trailers. Um, and <laughs> Only a little bit? Uh, well, like, maybe that's the whole point. But like, um, I, I, I want to point out some of the bad trailers. So I guess mainly my question is, is what makes a bad trailer? Um, and so... While I was discussing this, um, the first thing that came to mind for me actually is, uh, and this isn't even really a good example, but uh, but there's a trailer for The Mummy from 2017 uh, for, <laughs> for Tom Cruise's The Mummy. and Can't go um, an episode without mentioning that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <no. laughs> Gotta keep the streak going. Um, uh, so he... Uh, oh, it, so it's an IMAX trailer. So it is a big deal because it's premiering only in IMAX. It has it, some of that film used IMAX cameras. So it actually there was specific shots that would use the full IMAX format. I'm in IMAX. I'm stoked for it. Um, I worked at the theater at the time, and the trailer is running, and there is no sound. It is silent, and I'm like, oh, someone must have screwed up at the theater. Given that you know, like I worked there, that was something I did all the time. So I'm like, oh, someone must have messed this up. I texted someone. Um, and one of the other managers was like, oh, no, that's just the trailer. Um, and I found that out about 30 seconds later because the only audio in this whole clip is Tom Cruise screaming <laughs> as he gets ripped 
through the, the plane? side of a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, incredible. This trailer got released like across the country. It was it was everywhere, and yeah, and they just let that happen. So. Was that a bad trailer? Absolutely. Was it <laughs> like was the trailer itself bad? No. no. Some is it idiot. a bad trailer though? Like uh, it's only a bad trailer because there's no audio. It, it's weird. <laughs> it's unsettling. Isn't that the point? <laughs> isn't that the point of it? To be unsettling? Yeah. I like. I don't think so. I, I mean, that's just me making an excuse for it. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I think of it as a bad trailer or a very good trailer. I think it's hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, especially because. Without any backing um, sound, the the streaming sounds nuts. Like it is just <laughs> so it's so right wild. right on right on point for Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it like is it a bad trailer? You asked someone I saw online had started watching The Quiet Place and didn't realize the speaker cords <laughs> were disconnected. So they went through the first half of it without having any sound and just went, man, they weren't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to topic. Um, so, bad trailers. The first thing that comes to mind, just because of recency bias, sure, is uh, Ambulance, the the Michael Bay <laughs> film coming out this year, twenty twenty two, with um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, that is like a three minute trailer, and it feels like it's the whole movie. First of all, the trailer feels extremely long. <laughs> yeah, it really um, does. But it's also because it is literally the whole movie. They tell you the whole plot. There's, yeah. it's not. Like, they don't hide anything. It's very clear what's going to happen. And they're like, let's just put it all in order. Like, they don't even try and confuse you no. a bit. It's just like... And and it's weird because it's paced nicely the first half. Like, you get the backstory of, of why they're doing it. Sure. And then uh, you just imagine that it was just going to be a bunch of cut scenes of, of car chases and Jake's sweating and screaming. Yeah. And then it'll cut. And it was like, ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, it actually slows down. Yep. <laughs> and they keep telling you the story. The whole thing. Yep. It's just like, oh, here's the whole two-hour movie you're going to see. I am excited for it because I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Sure. And I think it's going to be fun as hell. I don't think it's going to be a good movie. But, like, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, fun yeah. as hell. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, like, that trailer is a disaster. Disaster. Um, so I did a little bit of more research about trailers like that that show the whole movie. Um, another one that came up was uh, what's it called? The the Lazarus Effect. Lazarus Project is a different one. It's very specifically the Lazarus Effect. Yeah. It's a horror movie that came out in 2015. Has Donald Glover, has Olivia Munn, um, and is it Olivia Munn? It might be Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. Both of them. Uh, no, Both I of think them it are is. In it. I think it's Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. And there is just spoilers in the trailer. Like, it's very noticeably, again, a horror movie. It gives you the base idea. It's sort of like a pet cemetery thing. They're, they're bringing people back from the dead. And, oh, they're demon-possessed or something, you know? Um, Perfect for Donald Glover. Well, and that's the worst part, <laughs> is that you, Donald Glover's shown multiple times. He's very noticeably a side character. Sure. Um, uh, but you just see his death scene. Like, you just see him die in the trailer. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, if I was going to see this movie for Donald Glover, I will no longer <laughs> see it. And they don't even, it's not even like it's an implied thing. Yeah. They, the, you, the demon thing throws him into a cabinet and then crushes the cabinet <laughs> and you see the blood come out. So I'm like, oh, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> like, there's like five main cast in this movie 
that's one of the death scenes. You know, one of them's a demon. There's four people to kill. You got 25% right there. What are you doing? Yeah. Why? Uh, I think it goes, for me, the first trailer that comes to mind that gives too much away that I remember, it was Castaway. Oh, okay. If you remember, I don't know. I mean, never seen the trailer. Oh, my God. Seen the movie, never seen the trailer. Uh, it gives away the ending. In the trailer, he, he comes home. What? The The last shot of the trailer is the last shot of the movie. Why? <laughs> yeah. So, like, the you go through the trailer, and he's stranded on the island, and he's doing the fire thing and the thing. Yeah, sure. And then the trailer cuts to him the knocking on the door, and his wife opens the door. Uh, and then the last shot of it is when he's standing at the crossroads on the highway and looks back. That's the last shot of the trailer. That's nonsense. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> like, what? So in that same vein, actually, there's another uh, horror film. And see, the problem is I'm kind of picking on horror films uh, because in a lot of cases, they're bad. Um, and like n- nothing against horror. I'm yeah, not yeah. a huge horror fan myself. Sure. The fact is you can make horror for cheap. Um, so I think, you know, my rule of thumb is 90% of the horror movies that come out in a year are bad. Um, and it's just because you can make them for, you know, half a million dollars. Yeah, $3 on a bag of Twinkies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so it's way easier to just pump them out. Anyway, there's a movie called Quarantine. came out in 2008. Yeah. It's a remake of a Spanish film called REC, R-E-C. Yeah. Uh, R-E-C is incredible. Yes, REC and is. REC 2, amazing films. Yep. Definitely worth watching. Um, quarantine, not so much. <laughs> Part of the reason not it, Quarantine is not as good a film um, is the whole marketing campaign the poster, uh, the end of all of the trailers, um, that's pretty much it. Billboards, I guess, but yeah, that's yeah, effectively yeah, yeah. just a large poster, um, shows the last scene of the film. And it's where the the protagonist uh, is crawling towards the camera. It's a found footage thing, right? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. camera's fallen on the floor. She's crawling towards the camera, like panting and crying and freaking out. And then she gets dragged back into the dark yeah and that's the very last scene of the film it was the original last scene of the film wreck as well yeah Oopsie, spoilers um uh <laughs> but the problem is is with a horror movie you're supposed to be tense and like it, you're supposed to have the adrenaline pumping this is the climax of the film the it, it's as tense as you're getting it yeah um and then you hit the point that you've seen a hundred times in the trailer, you saw in the poster, and then your tension deflates. Now, usually that's fine because there's more to pump it up there. But again. then the credits hit. But yeah, you <laughs> well, you see the two second scene and then credits, and you're like, so so does that make it a, a is that retroactively a bad trailer? Why is it retroactively? Because you don't really know that until oh right correct. like you saw a trailer and like hey man that looks like a pretty good movie so now you're in the theater. And then the credits hit, and you're like, oh, that trailer lied to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, didn't lie. Gave me way too much. <laughs> told me the truth way too accurately. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and that's a great point, actually. So I, I guess it, from the point of view of a trailer trying to get you in a seat, they did that. Sure. You know? Like, not me specifically, but, like, they got someone in a seat. Yeah. Um, but but I, I when I say a bad trailer, I guess what I mean is I want a trailer to entice me to tell me about the film but don't tell me too much keep keep me still guessing keep me interested keep me yeah. going um and and quarantine ruins that it ruins the film effectively yeah what do you uh just just to kind of stay on the horror thing because i had a i had a good trailer what i thought was a good trailer for a horror okay. film. uh what do you what are your thoughts on blair witch um i i wasn't or like i wasn't old enough <laughs> at the time yeah. for it to be a thing for me um i I think 
the legacy of Blair Witch is unfortunate because it has given us found footage. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, I think, same with horror, which I guess most found footage is. But like 90% of found footage films are bad. Um, and again, it's because they're easy to make. Um, there is definitely good found footage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I finally did watch that movie years, years later, I was pissed scared. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a huge baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then the end of the film hits, and there's definitely a little bit of a feeling of anticlimax. Like, you definitely hit the, the credits, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but but it, 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 did the film do what it wants? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like I, I would say, ultimately, it's a good film, even if it's just yeah. because of the legacy. So, Blair Witch is tricky. Uh, number one, I love the film, and I was the same as you. I was scared out of my mind. Yeah. But I had fallen for the entire advertising campaign. Oh, like the this actually happened, this is a documentary thing? Oh, yeah. I was 14 or 15. Okay. And I had watched the documentary, and that was terrifying. The documentary is terrifying. Sorry, there is actually a documentary? Yeah. So they released like a one-hour thing before the movie that showed you the history of the Blair Witch. Oh, Oh yeah, and 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 again, it's played off like it's a real thing. So it shows you what she does with children, all that stuff. So the spoiler for a twenty-year-old movie, yeah, <laughs> the end scene when he's standing in the corner, yeah, they explain that in the documentary. Oh, see, I didn't. Well, maybe I would like the Blair Witch a hell of a lot more if I had seen the documentary. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of people, like obviously, the people who fell for all of that stuff, not even fall, but if you were immersed into it, sure, all that stuff made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the trailer for me is terrifying. Like it is a slow build. Uh, to it but a lot of the the scary stuff is the last 30 minutes of the film sure absolutely. it doesn't give away the ending or anything like that but it is i had a lot of friends that go, went with me and they were disappointed in the movie yeah because the first half was really boring i'm like yeah i don't know about that i mean there's stuff there it builds it builds it's a it's a slow build and it yeah. gets terrifying very very quickly but i and, and that so I, I i i have a i have a problem trying to decide if i like the trailer because i think it's a good trailer mm-hmm or if it's it's my experience with the whole thing as a whole. Yeah, and I think that um, I, I think in some ways you sort of have to consider the whole marketing sure. campaign. Yeah. Um, uh, if, if this is what we're talking about, yeah. you know, like uh, it, it's worthwhile pointing out the fact that like you know the, the trailer doesn't exist in a vacuum. It, it does. Yeah, yeah. You need those other things. It's hand in hand in hand. Absolutely. Right. So I I think it's incredible. Uh, and I think the fact that that is still talked about, uh, even again, I haven't even seen any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I saw any of the original trailers. I didn't see any of the viral marketing stuff. Um, but, uh, but it's still pointed to as a as marketing done extremely well. Sure. Yeah. Clearly, it's good. Yeah. It's got to be. You know, yeah. like, um. Uh. So, just while we're still on bad trailers, though, or. While we're still on bad shows, sure. let's go back to the Phantom Menace really quick. And I also want to talk on Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness coming out this year. Gotcha. Um, how do you feel about the double-bladed lightsaber reveal in the Phantom Menace trailer? I think the double-bladed lightsaber reveal is the root of of the, the big moment reveal. Or the, the ruining of big moment reveals in movies. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I, I think I, and maybe somebody can correct us or come up with a better. But I, for I, for for a wide release, uh, for a wide release trailer to pop that double bladed saber, I think a lot of trailers moving forward kind of take that and need a big 
some like gotcha. a, a big pop, a big gotcha. Yeah. And it's no longer about like, well, how can we how can we creatively cut this trailer to get people to the seats? But like, oh, the easy thing is, is just give them the coolest fucking thing in the movie right away. Yeah, and I, I think the, arguably the the um uh like I I think it's a technique. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, sure. So I look at the Force Awakens, and they clearly did a bit of a throwback to that with the uh, the initial the cross guard. Yeah. The cross guard. The, the initial Force Awakens trailer shows Kylo Ren with his cross guard yeah. saber. And I don't think that's the coolest part of that movie. It is cool, and it got people talking. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what the point of it was. It's supposed to reveal something, say, hey, we're doing something a little bit different with Star Wars. Um, I think one of the things the sequels did extremely well is um, visuals with lightsabers. I think sabers and saber battles look the best incredible in, in, in the series in those. Um, the fact that you can see the light uh, on their faces yeah. still, but they're very still noticeably holding something. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's... Yeah, they did an amazing job. Either way, um, I, I think that that did a great job of, of saying, hey, we're doing something cool. We're doing something new. Um, stay tuned, basically. And I think, I don't think that ruined anything for me. That did a great job for a trailer. Yeah. However, I think the problem with the Phantom Menace stuff is is that double-bladed reveal is a bit of a reveal. Like it's 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 a there's a moment for that in the. That's a great moment. Um, yeah, in in the film. Yeah. Um, his like Maul walking out, lighting the one side yeah. and then the other, and there's like clear drama, <laughs> you know, like and and it's very like in universe they already had double bladed sabers. Yeah. So this wasn't a surprise <laughs> for like the two Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But the audience is like, oh, so, you know, it's a Maul taking the moment to be like, here's one. And now here's two. Yeah, is like whoa. And, and especially in the movie because it's it's he it's duel of the fate starts up. Oh yeah, just as it pops. Oh. But but the trailer also does a pretty good job of hiding him up to that point. So mm. the reveal is like a weird double reveal. Yeah, and that's strange. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I I think that like I don't have an issue with a a, a gotcha moment or a like oh this is sweet. Yeah. But it, it, the the movie needs to be built on more than that. Oh, and there needs to be more mystery. And maybe that's, you know, like The Force Awakens is a great example. J.J. Abrams is really, really good at making mysteries yeah. and then not solving them. <laughs> um, but he's good at setting them up. Uh, so we there's still lots of mystery in that movie. Um, and stuff to entice fans and stuff to talk about and stuff that keeps people interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cross guard is fine to throw away. Well, well, the thing with... So, I'm glad you brought up Force Awakens because I think Force Awakens is a, is, is one of the best modern trailers mm-hmm. in history. And it's... Uh, and it is because it has an air of mystery around it. But it goes the opposite route and been like, well, we're not just going to give you one gotcha moment. We're just going to give you all of them because that's what this entire movie is predicated on. Sure. So, here's Han. Here's the Millennium Falcon. Here's the Cross Guard Saber. Yeah. Here's all of it. Here's a black stormtrooper. Here's a black... Like, <laughs> you know? Uh, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, oh. You ruined it. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it's all of that stuff. Then there's the voiceover. Yeah, you know. So the whole thing, the whole thing has got your moments to try to is is to obviously get you. And so it's it's a weird, it's a weird reverse psychology trailer. Yeah, uh, and I think it's brilliantly done. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I watched that trailer you know, a million times. Yeah, and I love it every time. Yeah. Like I could watch it now. Still got goosebumps. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious about the Doctor Strange 2. Obviously, it hasn't come out. Um, we haven't seen it, uh, at least when this is filmed. I'm not sure when we're actually releasing it, but either way, um, 
what I find interesting is that Professor X, uh, Patrick Stewart <laughs> moment in the trailer. Sure. Um, so uh, he has now confirmed it. Uh, Patrick Stewart sent, spent like two weeks maybe saying, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> He's like, oh, who's I'm Doctor so Strange? tired of these questions. Yeah, yeah and it's then, me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it was eventually like, I think the, the line was, I didn't recognize my own voice, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, but uh, uh, e- either way, I get it. He's just like, I'm too old to be doing this. No way. I'm not taking, like, no one has asked me questions about my film or TV career in the past 10 years. Yeah. And I featured in this trailer for two seconds. <laughs> and now you guys are yeah. like, and now you guys can't stop bothering me. Anyway. Like, it's maybe my voice and my ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it doesn't ruin it. Again, we can't know for a fact until we've seen it. Sure. Um, but like, I'm a little thrown. And I'm a little concerned. Ultimately, I love MCU movies. I love Marvel movies. Sure. I'm going to watch the hell out of it. Yeah. And I'm going to be stoked. Um, but, like, do we need to know that now? Just, you know, uh, spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, <laughs> even though kind of the whole audience knew, the fact that they hid the reveal of the other two Spider-Men yeah. um, was important to me. I, I didn't want that confirmed until I saw it. Yeah. Um, again, even though I knew, even though everyone knew there were, it was in some ways it was kind of being, uh, winked at, but like people make fun of Andrew Garfield for all, like basically lying for the a werewolf, year, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, how many times can I tell people it's like, um, but I love that. Good. That's yeah. absolutely what he should be doing. Yeah. Um, uh, so does it ruin it a little bit that we've now, we know that there's going to be some element of the X-Men or, or at least that's what they seem to be pushing towards well that's tough so i mean we're we're two very different people here right so as a big mcu guy does it ruin it for you because as a guy who's like indifferent to them or like enjoys them for what they are well you know is that <laughs> what does that mean it sort of ruins it no it does i don't of... know that it makes a difference to me oh you know like, fair, I just, fair, I, fair. like i'm like oh, okay that's kind of cool you know we, we knew it was coming down the pipe at some point sure yep right absolutely so well and i so i, I guess where what will be the determining factor for me is how big a role he has in this. Sure. If if basically we're going to get introduced to Pactor Stewart within the first ten minutes or the first thirty minutes, and then he's in a lot of the movie, absolutely, you guys had to give this away already. Yeah. You know, like um, if it's a quick cameo, I think I'm a little more disappointed. I think I'd rather you yeah. know the two minutes he's on screen have been saved a yeah. bit. Um. I think it's hard for the marketing team, though, because they're like, well, we just had Spider-Man No Way Home, and now we need people to care about this movie. And, <laughs> well, uh, I think I think the MCU is, is, is an interesting concept in terms of advertising, because you have to... It's very obvious that they put their movies in tiers in terms of successes, right? The, there's, there's obviously movies that they, they're going to treat with a little bit more... with more kid gloves and... Others they're gonna they're gonna try to push a little bit, and I think Thor Ragnarok is a really good example. Okay, you know you're coming off of a, a decent first movie, a terrible second movie, and a character that may or may not be on his way out in terms of contracts or whatever like sure, that. Sure. So they hand it over to Taika, right? And uh, at that point, who's unknown? Yep. Uh, so you're gonna let him do this bold new direction with Thor. That's not a that's not enough of a selling point. So what do you do? You show the Hulk in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, in my mind, a Spider-Man movie isn't going to need 
isn't going to need a big reveal in a trailer to get people in, in, into the seats. That Spider-Man is going to make those that is going to make money in spite of itself. You're you're correct. A Doctor Absolutely. Strange movie, you know, uh, you, we knew it was coming. You know, we had trailers before and we've yep. seen things before. I don't know that the, the, there was any kind of buzz, but the minute that Super Bowl trailer hit and Patrick Stewart's and now uh, the only thing people are talking about is X-Men. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. They're not even really talking about Doctor Strange. Nah. You know? And you're still not talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Yeah. Um, so, pivoting a bit to some good trailers. Um, yeah. We talked about the social network, the teaser. Um, you know, interestingly, I think that teaser is amazing. I don't think the, the trailers that follow it up are particularly amazing. Like, they're fine. They're fine. But, like... It, it, I do think it's really interesting that they just did a grand slam to start it off and then they just, you know, followed up with fine. Which, <laughs> which, which, granted, how do you keep putting out bangers? I don't know. Yeah. But, like, um, uh, but, it, you know, it is interesting that there is a bit of a dip there. Now, yeah. granted, that's still a very popular movie. It was a success. So, like, who am I to talk? Sure. Um, uh, we mentioned Suicide Squad. <laughs> Once again, Suicide Squad 2016, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, I think that is one of, if not the best, no, sorry, one of the best trailers I've ever seen. And I say that because the the trailer is fun and interesting. It nails the music choices. Um, it makes the characters seem interesting and, and exciting. Um, it makes that movie seem interesting and exciting. And that movie is an abomination. Yeah. Uh, so they killed it. Like their whole job is to get asses in seats. Yeah, and they did that yeah. in space. <laughs> and like, they uh, and that trailer doesn't exist without that first Guardians trailer. It is exactly it. You're in, correct in terms of a yep. team that nobody knows, nobody cares about. Uh, the music, the, the the fun of it. Yep. But it, that trailer is an equivalent of your parents taking you to Disneyland and like sitting you on a bench and being like, "By the way, we're getting divorced." <laughs> like wow uh, <laughs> that movie sucks like i would argue it's the equivalent of your parents saying we're going to disneyland and they take you to universal studios oh just or, not as good or maybe going to disneyland and just leaving you at the front gate yeah 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 oh boy <laughs> that's an inside Rip that's Rip. an inside joke <laughs> um let let's be clear one of us was left at the front gate and one of us wasn't so um <laughs> son of a uh yeah i that's that's obviously a great job by whatever firm they used, right? Trailer, what was uh, that? It was Trailer Park. Trailer yeah. Park, guys. Right? Yeah. So that's great. And again, I think that trailer, I mean, I had given up on the DCU by that point. Sure. Uh, that trailer got me into that theater. Yeah. And then I was angry. How'd it go? I was yeah. so angry. <laughs> so, so. And you know what? It was one of those things where you knew 10 minutes into it and you're like, oh, I got fucking bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, and so another one I think that, like, pivoting a bit is uh, Baby Driver, I think, does an amazing job as a trailer. Um, that film, in case people don't know, is uh, the the moment the, tr the movie starts to the moment it ends, it is wall-to-wall -wall music, and everything in that is choreographed to the music that's playing. Um, the trailer nails that as well, and I think that's really, really important uh, for a movie that is so based around music. They need to nail the music choices and and the timing of the trailer, and they do. Um, and again, considering that again, it's made by Trailer Park, made by a different studio, yeah. it doesn't have the same. Um, they don't have the same 
vested interest, I guess, that, that Edgar Wright, the director of Baby Driver, does. You know, it's his work. Um, but they still knocked it out of the park with that. Like, it looks amazing. It yeah. sounds amazing. It makes you want to sit down and, and watch that film. Like, that's what I want in a trailer every time. Yeah, um, and absolutely. It, but it doesn't reveal. That's the other thing is that we, we, we know who he is. We know what he's doing. We know that it's a uh, uh, heist film, effectively, um, with, uh, you know, a soundtrack yeah. lined up. And that's pretty much it. And so that's what I want to see. Yeah. You know? It's a vibe, though, too, right? Like, we talk about those kind of trailers. The so Suicide Squad, Baby Driver, the first Guardians movie, and more recently, Bullet Train. Yeah. It's all kind of got that vibe. And music is such a huge part of that. Totally. You know, I mean, Bullet Train gives you a little bit more story. And, and I'll, I'll, I mean, Brad Pitt could just be on the screen with a cool song playing. And I'll just watch it. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah he could literally just be sitting there. <laughs> he could just eat. For two hours yeah like, man this is that's great what a great movie this is cinema. <laughs> uh but that vibe is, is such a hard thing to capture and so yeah. so even for bad movies and those are there's there's three good I mean, we don't know about bullet train but there's two good movies and a bad movie there uh and the trailers all have a lot of similarities yeah absolutely they do yeah, yeah. um i think it, in terms of good trailers too i watched the trailer for the sixth sense um the 1999 yeah. m night Shyamalan movie Academy um, Award nominee Haley Joel Osment. Incredible trailer. Great trailer. Yeah. Um the the I see dead people line is perfectly delivered. Yeah. Um it is like halfway through the trailer. There is build up to it. There is tension. Um they use a a uh modest, a, a respectful <laughs> amount of, of Bruce Willis. I feel like if you throw him a lot in that trailer, it really comes clear how bad an actor he is. I'm glad that you use the you use the a measure of like a, a unit of measurement. Yeah. For Bruce Lewis, because I think people have thrown that out the window lately. Oh, with Bruce Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that that trailer is incredible. Yeah. It does a really really good job. Um, you know the infamous twist is nowhere in sight. Like yeah. if they ruin that twist in that in that trailer, no one's watching that movie. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, so yeah, amazing. Um. So to pivot a bit. Um. Or oh, sorry, not quite. Actually, I wanted one more one more trailer I want to talk about was um, uh, Inception. I was hoping you were talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. I don't know that you could talk about good modern trailers without talking about Inception. I, so I love Inception. It's you know one of my favorite can, movies of all time. How can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the um, oh, so they do an amazing job of that trailer. Uh, I think the movie's amazing. There's a lot to work on. There is uh, that trailer sets up mystery box or mystery boxes. Like there's clearly stuff that we need to work through. Um, it does give us an idea of what's going on still. Like we know about the dreams. We know about some vague idea of what Inception is, you know. Um, uh, but I think what's really interesting about that trailer is the... The old foghorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because first of all, there was multiple movies afterwards that used that in their story, well, which is I, very strange. I kind of credit Inception with basically ruining trailers for the next at least six to eight years. <laughs> six to eight. Um, so yeah, like, it, so that's very strange, but it, it, what I think is really interesting is you hear that noise. You still think of inception. Like it's, yeah, those two are forever tied. Whoops. And, um, and then on top of that, 
it is thematically relevant. Yes. You know, and so it's not like it was just like, oh, let's tie some random noise <laughs> to this film. Yeah. Um, it is important in that film and yeah. important from a in-universe point of view um, because it's the kick music really, really, really slowed down. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, um, so anyway, amazing, incredible. You know, so it's almost the perfect trailer. And like, yes, it's one of the most impactful trailers of maybe the last 20 years. But I wish they didn't use text in the trailer. I wish they would have just relied on the visuals. Mm. And I think that's my only issue with it. Because I'm not a big text on trailers guy anyways to sure. begin with. But it's so unique looking with the buildings coming up. And yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. And, and, and there's there's enough there that I didn't need I didn't need the text coming up. Because when the text comes up, the fucking voiceover guy goes off in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though there is it's, no voiceover. There's no voiceover. Yeah. The voiceover guy goes off in my head. And it ruins it a little bit. So I wish, I wish they they kept that out of it. But it's it's a damn near perfect trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to sort of wrap us up, I was uh, wondering, what are your thoughts? Why do modern trailers fall? What what makes a trailer fall into this bad trap? You know, where like why do we see lots of movies, including you know movies that seem to do trailers well, like a lot of Marvel movies, where they just tell us too much? Why why does this happen? Or you know like. Uh, I was reading a study, and they were saying within the last 10 years, uh, attention span has gone from 10 seconds to 8 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's less than a goldfish. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> so, maybe. You know, um, so to be able to capture your attention and to keep you talking about it has played such a huge part in how you, you tease a movie, right? Yeah. and uh, And honestly... I almost wonder if it just if you give enough of a trailer away, you don't need to watch the movie. You can still talk about it, and maybe and there's that social aspect about it because you know you're talking about it. To, you you talk about that movie for six months, and then the movie comes out. And you don't have to talk about it anymore, but you you know enough about the movie to have a conversation. But like, which it, is silly to think about. Yeah, doesn't that do the opposite? Like, the point of the trailer is to get people to watch the film. Sure, but... If they're just talking about it... But in the day and age of streaming or whatever like that, is is the theater that much of a priority anymore? Uh, maybe and, 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 not. And, and that's that's just speculation on my part or, or what it could be. I don't... That's not at all... I don't have numbers or anything sure, to back sure, that sure. shit up, but like that's just to me, it just seems like, in like like with most media, it's the quickest route to being, to being to staying relevant within a social group. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I, I have a bit of a hard time with the attention span argument, partially because I'm ADD, ADHD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I'm like, okay, hey, back off. You don't know anything <laughs> about my attention span. Um, so I'm a little defensive. <laughs> Um, well, I, I know enough about your attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, for me, I think the, the biggest reason or the, 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 the main culprit, the, uh, the reason I think we're in this position is because ultimately, at the end, end of the day, movies aren't marketed to you and me. Um, because at the end of the day, they can show Doctor Strange and they can give us the Doctor Strange 2 trailer and they can show Patrick Stewart. And I'm like, God, why did you guys have to show me that? <laughs> man i'm gonna be so disappointed when i see it on opening night yeah the, while 
a, another die might have been like, well, I don't know if I'm going to see this movie. I don't really like Doctor Strange. They see Patrick Stewart and they're like, oh, I'm going to go see it. Like, yeah, yeah, But yeah. the thing is, my ticket's already guaranteed. So therefore, my opinion on trailers and marketing doesn't matter. You know, it's not about me. It's yeah. about the guys that probably weren't going to see this anyway. Yeah. They might as well announce 100 movies in the future and let, let you pay up front. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like obviously I wouldn't pay up front. I'm not a chump. But like, you know, I'll mark the day off on my calendar anyway. Um, uh, but but you're right. And, and that's the problem is that really what it comes down to is the people that actually care about what's being shown in these things yeah. um, are already going to see the film. Yeah. More or less. Like I think there's there's been probably a couple situations where a trailer has made me not want to see a film. Sure. Um, but in a lot of cases, I wouldn't have seen that anyway. You yeah. know, I don't know. Like, um, it, again, I'm not a big period piece guy. We've talked about this. My perspective is if a period piece is really good, um, I'll hear about it through reviews or yeah, reports yeah, yeah. or whatever, and then I'll go see it and I'll probably enjoy it. But if you've got a, like an okay period piece, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> um, but like if I'm going to go see a movie and I have seen nothing about it, I'm an idiot. You know, if I know nothing and I walk in, I'm like, wait, this was a period piece. What? How, how could I expect Sense and Sensibility to be a period piece? Um, then I'm a moron. You know, like, yeah. again, trailers aren't going to, in most cases, steer me away from a film. No. Um, okay. Well, let me let me throw this to you as as a as a big as a big company as a, as Disney. Sure. And uh, knowing that there's a little bit of, and this is generalization, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my words for this maybe later. At some point, but with the Marvel movies, especially, there's a little bit of know-it-allism in terms of characters and origins and sure. stories and, and you know uh, whatnot. So, as a company, do you release that trailer, show off, uh, show off a hint of a character that hasn't been that that from movies from 20 years ago, just to drive people to Disney Plus so you can watch X Men movies? Uh, to 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 get people to to be prepared for you know oh Professor X is going to be in this movie. Uh, and for the very few of you that don't know who that is or need to a refresher, come I, sign up for uh, Disney Plus and it gives you a little bit of time to kind of catch up on that stuff. You I, know? I think there's an argument there. Um, I think the problem with that argument is the same thing with the casual audiences. I already have Disney Plus. They know that. Mm -hmm. You know, really, at the end of the day, I'm not the market. Um, so I will probably continue to pay for Disney Plus in, from now until the end of time. <laughs> Um, so they don't need to get my dollar, uh, and convincing me to watch those X-Men movies. I've already seen them, you know, sure. like I, I, I'm not, I'm not gaining anything, yeah, 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 yeah. but Joe Blow, who's now interested in this movie because Patrick Stewart's in it. Sure. Maybe he might go and watch, yeah. uh, he or she technically, they might go and watch, <laughs> um, uh, an X-Men movie again and get Disney plus for it. But even then, I don't really see it. Like, I, or even not not even get Disney Plus, but even just I mean, let's just assume everybody has it. Sure. Okay. But even driving traffic and getting yeah. them to those X Men movies. Maybe, maybe. Like, I, from a business point of view, I don't see the point of the traffic. You know, like frankly, at the end of the day, Disney doesn't care how many how much Disney Plus people watch. Disney cares how many people are subscribed. Fair enough. You know, and now granted, those numbers usually follow each other. You know, yeah, like yeah. there's not really someone that's sp spending a yearly fee on Disney Plus and then not using it. Um, to I'm be, sure to be fair though, I think Disney Plus is just about to start experimenting with ads. What? Yeah. So. We that's dumb. So now traffic matters. 
Yeah, yeah, it does then. Um, <laughs> it makes me furious. Uh, that's <laughs> whoa, man. Whoa, you're that's throwing me off. That's, that's a different conversation. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think in some cases we get bad trailers because of a lack of communication too. Like there's a chance that the studio isn't communicated properly with uh, this trailer company or vice versa. Um, but like. Oh, you know what? Actually, a situation where that is, I find I have a hard time with *Inglorious Bastards*, uh, the uh, Tarantino film, um, because I think that trailer shows me an action film, and that's not an action film. Yeah. Um. So I remember the first time I watched *Inglorious Bastards*, I I was really conflicted leaving. Like I knew it was a good film, and I knew there was, but it wasn't the movie really you sat enjoyed. down for. But it wasn't what I was sold on. Um. So stuff like that, I think that was a. Uh, I think that was a poor trailer. I think it was a bad trailer yeah. um, because it sold me as a, on, on a Brad Pitt film and it's yeah. not a Brad Pitt, Pitt film. I'd be no. surprised if he has much more than 25 minutes. Yeah, I had minutes. I had that with uh, with Dunkirk because mm. the Dunkirk trailer had the, had music and uh, lots of dogfights and, and the dogfights just weren't planes just floating. Like it was just like firing and yeah. there was a lot more action than there actually turned out to be. But I knew yeah. I was watching a good movie. Yep. Right? Yep. And... Yeah, so some of that is tough, and I think that comes down to communication and and uh, a theme uh, of the film. Um, I think, it, and that's hard. I don't blame the the trailer companies for that, and in a lot of cases, I probably blame the studio more than sure. anything. Um, but I also think, really, at the end of the day, it's hard to advertise Dunkirk. Yeah. Um, or you know, like I think of a movie like um, a lot of. Uh, uh paul thomas anderson yeah uh anderson's films he's like licorice pizza is a good example how do you advertise that film and really what they come down to is the way they advertise it is with uh vibe you know like that trailer doesn't tell you the story it doesn't yeah, tell you yeah, about yeah, those yeah. characters it tells you here's the vibe here's a funky what is it 70s vibe yeah you're gonna get out of this and that's it that's really what they give you yeah that was the same with uh inherent vice yeah, yeah, yeah Inherent Vice know. is a great example yeah, of that yeah. as well, where it's just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sell this entirely on vibe, and if you're into this vibe, <laughs> great. If you're not, don't come here. You know, yeah. Um, and and those movies are really hard to sell, so yeah. I, I I see that. Um, but yeah, I, I think what it comes down to, really, at the end of the day, is um, that you know, like, not every trailer is gonna be perfect, and and that like we talked about, I think. A casual audience is going to appreciate an ambulance trailer where they show everything uh, yeah. more than they'll appreciate, I don't know, something with a little more subtlety. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I, 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 I get that. Uh, yeah. Anything more to add? No, that, I think we, uh, unless we're going to keep talking about Inception. Uh, blah! We could, <laughs> we could. Um, yeah, I think that's it for, for us, though. Guys, let us know if we missed any big trailers, uh, big trailers in your lives. Uh, since there, um, is there bad trailers to be missed? You should have talked about or, um, or were we wrong as usual? Well, like it's reasonable to assume <laughs> we were, uh, but please let us know. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week or later in the week or some, sometime. We're always here. <laughs>